Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, I just got off a call with Terrence Lang and Dimitri Stanley. Uh, I believe I'll be getting the audio of that call here in the next couple of minutes, or maybe a little bit longer because they have like have to fix it all up, and obviously. But uh, the plan is to play that at the end of the call. Again, sometimes like with the technology, it doesn't work, and that's why I'm not making a guarantee. Um, but yeah, that, that's the plan for today. Before that, of course, I'm going to talk you through what is up with uh, those two and kind of give my takes on some of the things that they had to say. Uh, but before we get into that, there is some college football news that we have to talk about. I hate how college football news is just a bad thing now. Like it's never, hey, guess what? News. It's, it's always like, oh no, what is it this time? And uh, this time, it's uh, the Big Ten saying that they will be going to a conference-only schedule. And then just a few hours later, uh, they said that this morning. Uh, and then later today, the ACC said the same thing. Conference-only, cutting the non-conference games. Uh, that is likely to carry over to the Pac-12, according to uh, the sources that Nicole Auerbach, who does a great job covering college football for The Athletic, um, she says that that's kind of the feeling. Um, I think that that's going to be the conversation here in the next couple of days. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's, um, some news by the weekend or during the weekend about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, no, it's not, but I do just want to say how, I don't know. I wish I could curse on this podcast, but it's just a sad time for a bunch of people who are impacted by this in so many different ways. Just so many different ways. Uh, I hate it. I, I really hate it. And it's been frustrating talking, not frustrating talking to these people, but frustrating after talking to these people, just thinking about what they have to go through. And again, just the amount of uncertainty all over. And, you know, even if everybody comes out fine and there is enough money for everybody to keep their job, like, it's just... It's tough, and I think that it's it's easy for us as outsiders, as people who don't work, you know, in the athletics department, in or, or even play for these teams and actually have a lot on the line, whether that's like a shot at a pro career or whether that's holding on to a job in sports that people work really hard to get. Like, those aren't easy positions to get, and... It's just a tough time for a lot of people, and I do want to make sure 
because I don't think, I mean, we don't talk about that enough. We definitely don't talk about that enough. You know, it's easy to say UCLA is out $18 million. They ran $18 million deficit. They have what, if, if Under Armour gets their way, they're going to lose another $13 million a year for seven years or whatever those numbers are. I mean, that's a lot of money and that money employs a lot of people. And that's, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, so yeah, it's some, some bad news again out of college football. This is kind of dark, but the Big Ten, the ACC, Pac-12 likely to fall according to Nicole Auerbach. I think that that announcement is probably going to come by the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's too bad because that's uh, the Rocky Mountain Showdown. It's the game against Texas A&M that I know a lot of people are really excited about, um, especially Cole Cook down in Texas, my guy. Um, and also, of course, Fresno State, which was one of the few wins that outsiders are projecting for the Buffs. Although I think they're wrong. I think the Buffs are better than they say they are. Um, and you know who else thinks that? Terrence Lang thinks that. Dimitri Stanley thinks that. And uh, it was a blast getting to hear from them. Dimitri just has such great energy. You know, he he's a smart kid. And I haven't spent a lot of time talking to him, but I've talked to people about him, which is always so weird, but happens a lot doing my job where it's like, oh, hey, I'm Henry. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know you. I follow you on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I know you. I've had a bunch of people tell me everything they think about you. But, you know, that's that's kind of how it is with guys like Dimitri Stanley. And, you know, I talked to him a couple times, but, you know, it's just good to get a refresher and see, like, hey, this is a guy who it's easy to root for. Um, he had a lot to say. Um, including, including, here's some big news that, uh, he, he toned it down a bit. He, he kept his cool. He didn't, you know, just fire shots. But what he did say was that there is a part of him that wishes that Colorado had scheduled Michigan state. Ah, and that's what you want to hear, you know, and he, uh, he, he had some other stuff to say about the differences between Carl Durrell and Mel Tucker. The, basically just being, here. here's a thing that I picked up on and another thing that I really liked is that he said they're just on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, Carl Durrell is a lot calmer while Mel is a lot more fired up. And what he said was, I can't remember if he used the word fired up or something like that, but right after that was the part he liked, that I liked. Uh, it was something like, Mel's a lot more fired up, and not necessarily in a bad way. As if, like, as if the Carl's way is so obviously better that he needs to clarify. They're like, oh, it's not, it's not all bad. Uh, so that's that's an, another uh, little little fun thing for Buffs fans that, you know, those are the little moments that I think we're all clinging to at this point. I promise I'm, like, all right, by the way. I feel like I've been, like, super negative and angry to start this off and sad, but, uh, it's just important because those are the feelings that we should all be having because of what's going on. Um, Dimitri also said some stuff. I mean, it's no secret that there have been some uh, issues in that receiver's room. Um, you know, Vontae Chenault, like we mentioned, uh, got the DUI in Fort Collins. Or, or he was charged with a DUI um, in Fort Collins last weekend. Um it looked like KD was out of town. And and Dimitri said, you know, 
I've I've been firm saying if if you guys are going home, leaving the state, whatever, stay away from me <laughs> because I want to play football. And he says that there is, I mean, even though it's easy to cling to those couple of bad stories that make it look like they don't understand. That's you always hear more about the few bad people than you do about the many, 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 many good people. And that's not even, I don't even want to say like I, that could be taken out of context because you know, the guys who are going home to see their family, the guys who have whatever going on, the guys who are working out wherever, um, even, even guys who allegedly make mistakes, you know, that doesn't make you a bad guy. It means that you're a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old who made a bad decision. And there are some decisions that are not excusable and that takes a lot to come back from. And uh, you can't justify them. But, I mean, it's college sports. It's not like we haven't been down this conversation before. And this is the conversation that we are avoiding on this podcast starting right now um but yeah it is good to hear those thoughts and just because dimitri brought it up that is something that if you guys listen to this audio you're going to pick up on and it would be wrong of me not to pick up on the same thing and give my thoughts about it so uh that's in there as well uh also here's another great thing dimitri had to say he has me all fired up to be honest he was talking about Brendan Lewis. He got asked about Brendan Lewis because they've been working out a whole bunch, all that kind of stuff. Um, and when he was asked, what's it like working with Brendan? He was like, yeah, he has, he's super accurate and he has a cannon. He was like, wait, whoa, that's awesome. And then the best part is again, just the way he phrased all this is just more exciting than it has to be the same thing with that it's not that bad you know with mel he also said yeah and i mean we haven't really seen it but like i watched his high school tape and he can move too it's like wait that's the part we've all been clinging to that's the part where the those of us who aren't working out with brendan lewis which is like almost the entirety of the world's population that's where we have been like, okay, well, we know he can move. And if this is a run first offense, read option, take a defender out of it, boom. You, you got something there at the very least. Even if none of these quarterbacks know how to throw a football, there's something you can do. The fact that we are, have been thinking this way because we just don't know much about Brendan's arm. I mean, we know a little bit. We know that it looked good in high school, um, but that is very tough, to, at least in my eyes, to see how that translates to the next level when everything is different. But uh, again, to hear Dimitri say, yeah, he has a great arm and it sounds like he can run too. That's uh, that's what, that's what, that's what you want to hear again. That's what you want to hear. And I don't think, I mean, when you're talking to student athletes, you have to remember that they are what's Dimitri. Dimitri's probably 20 at the oldest. It's not like he's out there trying to like push a narrative. It's not like he's out there trying to, change things and like throw secret little nuances throw out these tidbits that we pick up on and spend entire podcasts talking about which is what i do i mean that's just his reaction when asked the question um so yeah those are some good stuff with terrence uh some other stuff he's fired up about chris wilson you know he isn't as much of a talker and he never really has been in my experience but he'll, he'll answer your questions and it kind of was just like a very rapid fire. Like, what do you think? 
about this? How's this going? What's it like working at home? What's different? And he's like, yeah, well, you mean you can run, but without being able to lift weights, it's a lot tougher. What's tougher about it? And then da 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 And again, it's a... I think it'll be interesting for you guys, guys, maybe, if you're into, like, the how reporting works. Just to hear, because it, that is how interviewing goes. Like, sometimes you get somebody like Dimitri or, you know, Brett Maxey's this way. If you guys listen to Brett Maxey's interview, um, a lot more so than Dimitri, by the way, who you ask him a question. And he's going to go on about it for a minute, two minutes, because he has a whole bunch of thoughts about it. You ask uh, somebody like Terrence Lang, Visco was this way. Uh, who else is this way? Um, Alex Fontenot is this way, especially if you're talking about football, but it, it's very much, uh, you ask a question and they answer the question. And so then it's just like, okay. And I have another question because of that question. Um, so yeah. Uh, but he, he, he looked like he was in good shape. Um, Dimitri had like this beach background, uh, Terrence had a background of him making a tackle, um, which is, I, I think was pretty boss. I'm going to have to, like, if I had ever tackled anybody in my life, I would have to get a picture of that as my background. Maybe that's a good goal for me. See if I can tackle somebody. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Like, if Tom Brady was just, like, standing somewhere and I had free reign just to, like, charge him and all he could do is just, like, stand there but also, like, try not to go down, but also just like stand there. Would I be able to take tackle him? Would I like, I honestly don't know. I, I guess like if I go low and just take his legs out, what's he going to do? But also he's like six foot five and 200 and whatever pounds. And I am not. I've also wondered like, then this actually came off that same thought, but this is a thought that is recurring, actually like weirdly recurring happening a whole bunch to me. But, uh, do you think I could outrun Tom Brady? Like, I get that he's like an old guy, but also like he is a pro athlete. Like it's he spends a lot more time in the gym than I do. And sure he's 41 and I'm 23, but I don't know. I, I'd be curious if I got to race him how much faster. And, and if I could beat him, who is the fastest player who I couldn't outrun? You know, what position are we talking about? Is it, is it a quarterback? Are we talking about like linemen? Are we talking about like, I don't think, I mean, I can't outrun a linebacker. There's no way, but seriously, it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, should get back to the point, which is that these were some great calls with some great student athletes who, uh, boss fans should be proud of. So before I give you Terrence first, uh, I want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. These are the best beers. And honestly, like, I feel like I should be able to just cut this whole thing off and just say, like, as a fact, Breckenridge Brewery makes the best beers. So, boom, that's it. It's a fact. Go buy them. Uh, but I should tell you more because it's not like our partners are, like, supporting us in exchange for me just giving you that one sentence. Um, so let me explain why. It's because the taste of the beer is – I mean, it's not that it doesn't taste like beer. It's just that – most beers taste beery, like super. And like when you drink them, you're like, oh, beer taste. Eh, I'm not so sure. While these just have like, it's not like flavors because when I say flavors and you hear strawberry sky, you're like, oh, it's like they put strawberry flavoring in it. And that's not it at all. It's like 
just good beer, except they take out like the biting part, the part that's like, oh, I, I can't, I can't drink a lot of these. And they replace it with like just a tiny, tiny smidge of strawberries, such a small amount of strawberry that you barely even notice it's there. You don't notice it's there until after you've like drank the beer and then a second later, you're like, wait a second. They slipped some strawberry in that. So so check out Breckenridge Brewery if you haven't yet. If you have, then I don't need to tell you to do it again because you do it anyway. Um, if you if you need food, you can order for curbside pickup or delivery. Um, use the code DMVR. Save yourself five bucks. You can also just eat there now because they are open and socially distant and uh, a really cool place. So support them because they support us. Also, want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. If you haven't heard about what's going on this weekend, then uh, you should be listening right now because Fight Island is making its debut Saturday. Uh, the whole bunch of incredible fights. Like, this is the best fight card since the UFC returned. And so if you haven't been watching the UFC, then... Uh, Honestly, I don't know how you've been spending your time because that's about our only option at this point. But uh, this is the time to get in. This is definitely the time to get in. There are three title fights tonight. That means three separate belts could change hands. That is rare. That is very rare. And the other fights are also very good. And I can't say I know a lot about the fighters in the other fights, but Dre told me that they're going to be good fights. And we trust Dre. We really do trust Dre. Um, and I can vouch for the top three fights myself. So, uh, you should watch and you should also make yourself some money. There are some odds boosts in effect that you can take advantage of as well as like, they have like the free pools and that kind of stuff where you can win a bunch of money if you picked all that. Um, but those are really competitive, um, still worth doing because if you pick everything right, then you'll get a pretty, pretty big share of money but uh the real value in my opinion comes with these odds boosts where like take the take the uh main card fight tonight or saturday night where you can take either of the fighters and bet twenty dollars to win a hundred dollars either one including the one that's a minus 200 favorite which is going to be my move um there's a whole bunch of fights, a whole bunch of opportunities to make money. That's the one that really stands out to me. And remember, DraftKings is the official betting partner of DNVR. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. So check it out. Trust us when we say check it out. And when you do check it out, use the code DNVR when you sign up because for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Depo deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Uh, here is Terrence Lang. This is uh, Justin Guerrero with Rivals. Thanks for your time and I uh, hope you're well. But a couple of weeks ago, we had gotten the chance to talk to Mustafa for a couple of minutes. And one of the things we talked about with him was just uh, the depth that you guys have on the defensive line now. Whereas a year ago, you had a lot of greenhorns, kind of untested freshmen eating up snaps. And Mustafa was kind of saying just how the span of one season, 
really gives you guys some more depth and experience there. For, so for yourself, um, with a guy who is going to see extended snaps this year, like how are you just feeling about that younger crew of guys that did get some action last year? And how much pressure do you think that does take off of you now that you do have some uh, more experienced depth at that position? Uh, I'm excited. I know they're definitely excited. And I feel like that's definitely a relief knowing that they can come in and be ready to play, which I think they all are. I'm excited. Hey, Terrence, Adam Tiger, uh, how much confidence did you gain last season by leading the team in sacks and pressures? And were there still some areas you felt like going into the offseason you, you wanted to, to improve on despite kind of the challenges with everything going on? Uh, definitely a lot of areas I want to improve on. I did gain a lot of confidence. Uh, it just motivated me and made me work harder during the offseason now. It's always stuff I can improve on, but I just can't wait to show what I can do again next year for a season. Hey, uh, my name is Andy Mashta, Denver Post. Uh, thanks for talking to us today. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news today, but the Big Ten announced that they're going conference only. You guys got some pretty big non-conference games coming up, uh, Texas A&M and then always Colorado State. How uh, disappointing would it be to not be able to play those games if the Pac-12 goes conference only? Uh, I really was looking forward to that Texas A&M game, against the SEC game. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day right now, I just want to play football. So, I'm not complaining. Hey, Terrence, it's Eric with CBS4 Television in Denver. Um, I'm just curious – you know, this has been such a weird time and nothing's been normal. And, you know, Carl and his staff got hired late and then you guys couldn't be around them for so long. And I know you've been around them a little more here recently. How would you say the relationship is between this new staff and the players? I'm sure it's not where it wants to be or it's not as far along as everyone would like. But just talk to me about the relationship between the players and the new staff kind of in this new world we live in. I feel like the relationships are coming together well. I mean, between the staff and the players, we're all on the same page. Coach Durrell's fired up. Uh, we're all about working hard and trying to win. So I think we're on the same page. How do you like Chris Wilson? Uh, I like Coach Wilson a lot. He has a lot of experience coming from the NFL. He knows what it takes. And uh, I look forward to just listening to him and what he got to say and using it to get better. Terrence, it's Rod Mackey with uh, with Channel Nine. How uh, are you getting used to all these different protocols? Obviously, it's it's quite an adjustment, but is it starting to feel like football a little bit more and more as you guys kind of have progressed with things along the way? Um, it's starting to. I mean, I'm glad we got to start back workouts. Things are a little different. I mean, it's a little separated, but I'm just glad we're back at it. Hey, Terrence, it's Brian Howell. Um, just talking to you earlier in your career, you know, I know that uh, you were kind of swimming a little bit uh, in the defense. And as you've been able to develop throughout your career and, and be a, a key player last year, how much more comfort do you have as you go into this year? Uh, I feel like last season gives me a lot of confidence coming into this season. Um, I definitely look forward to being a dominant player on the defense and doing everything I can to help the defense be as good as we can be. And you were, you were asked about Chris Wilson. Uh, you're, you're in the same boat as a lot of guys in your team, three or four position coaches in your career. Um, how much have you learned from all those different guys, and do you feel like it's helped you develop as a player? 
it definitely has just seeing all the different perspectives like some are more technique oriented some are more I just feel like I got a little bit of both worlds so I could put that together later on this is uh, Henry Chisholm from DNVR. Uh, I'm curious, just because of the way this coronavirus thing has gone, where a couple weeks ago everybody was optimistic, and now people aren't so optimistic, what's it like being in a locker room, or not in a locker room, but talking to these guys, knowing that you're kind of on this roller coaster? Um, we're just kind of trying to come together and uh, just stay positive and take the workout serious and just basically stay positive the whole way and just see how it plays out. But our goal is to just basically stay positive. Hey, Terrence, it's Eric again from CBS. Uh, I'm just curious. I think, I think most people realize that college students are going to have a hard time socially distancing as much as people my age. But uh, being on a football team and knowing the importance of not having uh, COVID um, unleash itself inside your guys' locker room and knowing the importance of trying to play football this fall. What is the leadership inside the team? How are players holding each other accountable as opposed to, hey, man, we shouldn't go to this party because if we're around 100 other people, it might have a breakout and that's going to affect our team. How is the leadership and the players responding to having to maybe live your life a lot differently than you've had in the past? We're definitely trying to hold each other accountable. Uh, if we see each other out or really we don't see each other out because we kind of we all know what it takes as a team if we go out we could ruin the chance of us playing the season or anything like that and everybody on this team wants to play and wants to show what we could do because we got a lot to prove so I don't think they want to risk that but we're doing our best. Hey Terrence Adam again Justin asked you a little bit about the defensive line uh, from last year. And well, who are the guys specifically, some of your defensive line teammates that you've seen really make a big jump, whether it's leadership or physically or just mentally this offseason? Who have you been impressed with in your group? Uh, there are so many. Uh, I like a lot of guys. It's hard to just point out guys, but like Naeem Rodman, Jeremiah Doss, uh, Jalen Sammy, uh, those are basically ones I've seen really popping up that have made strides. And I mean, everybody's going ball. I can't wait to see what we're going to do. Terrence, you've had a couple of coaching changes in your career at Colorado now. How has this one with COVID and everything going on made it different compared to the other couple you've been through? Oh, this one's a lot different with COVID, but. Um, I mean, it's basically the same thing. At the end of the day, we got to keep working and be prepared for anything that happens. Whether there is a season or not, we'll be ready. Hey, Terrence. Oh, go, go ahead, Justin. You can go ahead. Terrence, uh, this is Brian Howell again. I'm just curious, uh, during the, the shutdown, when you guys were all uh, sent home for a couple of months, uh, did you go back home and – and if, regardless of where you were, what kind of things did you do to stay in shape? Well, see, I went home for a week, and I realized that it was kind of hard to stay in shape because all the gyms were closed and stuff. So I ended up coming back to Boulder, and I was here for other than just a week in the first part of COVID. I was here in Boulder, and I was just running hills. There's a lot of hills out here in Boulder. There's so many sand pits and parks. It's such an active city, so uh, – 
we were just running a couple teammates. We get together and just run. I roommate it with uh, I was roommates with Naeem Rahman, so we did a lot of work together over this uh, little COVID thing, and we we're here for most of the time. Just a just a quick follow up to that: Was it difficult to stay in shape, or did you kind of find it fun to get creative with some of the things you could do to stay in shape? Um, as far as running, it was pretty easy to stay in shape. It was fun exploring Boulder and finding all the new places to run because there are so many different things out here. But the only thing that was hard is actual weights. I had no access to actual weights, so that was kind of difficult. Hey, Terrence, it's Justin once more. And honestly, just to pick up where, where Brian left off, um, what can you kind of tell us just throughout the, the quarantine period before you guys got back to campus and started doing the voluntary workouts what was it like with, with Coach Drew Wilson, just as he kind of guided you guys position group by position group, um, just trying to keep everyone accountable and keep everyone in shape? I mean, what was he kind of talking to you guys, uh, your position group about, and maybe what was he recommending? What kind of uh, uh, workouts and drills was, was he kind of sending your way? Uh, Coach Drew sent us a lot of bands and, uh, like, ladders and everything that we needed, cones and everything. Uh, we got regiments like every week as far as workouts. Uh, we could call him at any time. He'd answer the phone. We could send him videos. Like players would send him videos of them doing squats, hitting their maxes, or or even doing different workouts as far as like get offs and D line work. You could send your position coach videos, and all the coach were coaches were willing to accept that and critique it and give you feedback. So that was helpful. And then Terrence, um, just with respect to, to Coach Wilson, when you have a guy now overseeing your position group that that has a Super Bowl ring that comes from the NFL, I mean, what have you kind of been able to pick up in terms of his vision for your position group, maybe for you specifically? Um, is it unique or different, him just kind of coming with, a, with an NFL background and perspective? Uh, it's definitely different. I feel like he wants us as a position group to set the tone on the team, basically, and uh, – basically just take over uh with him it's just all hard work uh it's basically either you're gonna do the work or you're not so any last questions for terrence Terrence, potentially a season in the spring how would you feel about that about playing in a different time than than normal um at this point, I really wouldn't mind playing at any time. I just want to play. <laughs> if that's what it takes for us to play, then I'm all for it. You haven't asked any of our players yet, but what were the challenges you had with remote learning? I mean, did it get boring after a while being on all those Zoom calls, or was it easier than actually going to class? Um, I don't know if it was easier than going to class, but – it did get a little difficult with the timing because we'd have te technical difficulties and have to reset time sometimes. And I don't know, but we did the best and made it work. That was Terrence Lang. And uh, next up is going to be Dimitri Stanley. But before I uh, turn on his, uh, we even say that before I cut him in, I guess um, I got to tell you a little something about, MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online is such a great option. If you're looking for a way to continue your learning or a way to start your learning or whatever you're trying to do, 
now is the time to try online school. So many people have shifted that way for whatever reason, because it's less expensive, because it fits better within their life, not having to commute to campus and back. Uh, whatever your reason is, why not check it out? Um, a couple of DNVR employees, I guess is what we are, uh, are taking classes through MSU Denver Online. Uh, Ali Monroy is, and so is Harrison Wind. Uh, Harrison, who covers the Nuggets and also went to CU, is uh, just giving us his first round of notes from the course he's taking through MSU Denver Online. And there are a couple key points that stand out to me. I mean, the first one, like I said, is that it's convenient. Uh, obviously, Harrison has a job. He covers the Nuggets. But he's able to still take a course through MSU Denver Online, and he says that the reason is because the courses are designed for people in his shoes. The online experience is is kind of worked in a way that it can fit everybody's schedule, and uh, Harrison says it lives up to the hype. Um, also, he says that he really likes how they focus on real-life skills, like usable skills. They're teaching you how to do something rather than kind of, well, what he said is it isn't bull something fodder that you'll never apply after the class is over. And I tried to find a nicer way to say it, but uh, that's what he said, so we're going to go with it. Um, he doesn't feel like he's wasting his time, burning money. He says that everything he's studying feels like it's going to apply for him as he leaves uh, MSU Denver online or after he finishes his course and starts up another one. We'll be following along with the notes that Harrison and Allie give us about their experience through MSU Denver Online, and uh, hopefully at some point win you over. Uh, if you guys are interested in taking a course, they have over 700 options. Uh, if you're trying to get into a new program, they have 40 uh, online or hybrid programs. They'll get you a degree, and you can check all of those options out at msudenver.com slash online. All right, here is... Dimitri Stanley. How you guys doing? Good to meet you. Hey, thanks Dimitri. for joining us. No problem. No problem. Thanks for joining us, and we'll we'll get rolling. Any questions for uh, Dimitri, guys? Is he in town or is he on some beach? What a great background. <laughs> uh, just a just a little background I had to set up. Hey, Dimitri, it's Brian hey, Allen, you... with the camera. Um, I was just curious. I know I talked to you a little bit. I think it was at uh, Pro Day, actually, uh, and I've chatted with you a little bit about your season. But um, as you've gone through these past few months, I know the season wasn't exactly what you wanted it to be last year. What have you done to try to get yourself to be better and uh, kind of better prepared for having a bigger role this year? Um, well, I've just been preparing myself as much as possible, just uh, been in the weight room, been conditioning, been uh, on the field doing footwork and um, getting catches in with Daniel Arias, KD, like uh, – and then, uh, of course, like some of the quarterbacks, uh, Brandon Lewis, I mean, it, that's going to be a big part is uh, building that chemistry with my quarterbacks, especially since um, we haven't had many with uh, a whole bunch of um, experience in the game. Um, so just building that chem chemistry and um, trying to make sure that we're connected and um, making plays together. So. Hey, Dimitri, it's Justin hey, hey, with Rivals. Um, just on the note of uh, Brendan Lewis, I mean, 
What can you kind of tell us about him? Obviously a very, very highly recruited guy and early enrollee. Um, we had seen some pretty impressive stuff from him in the weight room dating back to January and February, but as the months have gone on, as you've kind of been around him for a few months, maybe caught some passes from him during these voluntary workouts. What can you share with us just about the kind of, kind of dude and the kind of player that Brendan Lewis is? Yeah, me and Brendan have actually built a real close, uh, close relationship and a uh, uh, real close uh, friendship. And he, he's a heck of an athlete, got a heck of an arm on him. And uh, he's a pretty smart kid as well. So um, I'm looking for him to uh, make some big plays coming up uh, this fall camp and really show his stuff and uh, uh, really just show the coaches what he got. Because we've, we've seen what he can do out on the practice field and everything. But the kid is accurate, has a cannon. And um, I've only seen his film, uh, but he looks like he can run around a little bit too. So. Hey, Dimitri, how much fun – this is Neil Welk here. How much fun is that going to be to, to watch the, the quarterback battle unfold when fall camp begins? You guys really haven't had any quarterback battles there for a while. Uh, is that going to be interesting to watch and see, you know, as that progresses? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see, honestly. Like, uh, it's, it's up in the air right now. It's really up for grabs for any quarterback that we have right now, and they're all so – talented and uh, smart and, and can really make, they can all make plays on the field. So um, it's, it's really just going to come down to uh, competing and uh, who, who wants the job the most, I guess. Uh, this is Henry Chisholm with DMVR. Kind of building off of Justin's question, um, when you're working out with all those guys, you know, since you did lose a couple of receivers, what can you tell us about what you've seen from guys like Daniel Arias or, uh, Vonte or any of those other receivers who we might finally get to see on the field this year? Uh, I can just tell you that the whole receiver core, like as a unit, is just a whole bunch of hard workers. Um, we got Reese, Daniel, KD, they all work out together. We all work out together, um, get catches in together, weight room. Like we just, we have that competitiveness within our own core uh, that just helps us strive to be greater and uh, just helps us push each other. So, um, yeah, bunch of hard workers in, in the receiver room. Hey, Dimitri, Adam Munster Tiger. Uh, Brian asked you a little bit about going into the offseason, playing in 15 games, catching 31 balls the last couple of years. What, what have you learned about playing at this level that uh, has kind of helped you and will help you going forward these, these next few years? I've just learned uh, how much faster the game is, like what kind of pace that I have to play at um, and the standard that I have to hold myself to. Um, being able to be accountable and um, have my teammates relying on me to make those big plays. And um, it's, it's really just, uh, oh, well that, and then also just having fun out there, man. It, it's just fun to be in front of all those fans and uh, feeling that energy from the crowd and uh, just being with my brothers that I'm with every day and finally getting to play and uh, knock some dudes around. So um, yeah, it's, it's just really just playing the game still. So if you wind up playing the games without fans, you know, what really is missing for the team in those circumstances? Um, yeah, we've talked, we've talked about it a few times. I, it would be, it would be weird for sure. Um, playing without fans, but um, that's, that's just where you got to come together and just play football and uh, treat it, treat it kind of like a scrimmage, kind of like a practice, but uh, obviously still keeping that competitiveness because we want to win some games and definitely want to go to a bowl game. So uh, you just got to uh, have the fans in your head, I guess, and 
uh, kind of just imagine that they're there um, and then just think about all the people that are watching at home and you're performing for them as well. So. Hey, Dimitri, it's with the Denver Post. Um, how difficult is it to build a relationship with your quarterbacks, especially in a quarterback competition when you really don't get to work out with them in person? Uh, well, luckily, we've actually been able to work out um, with them quite a bit. I mean, just uh, we're, we got our own kind of like player run practices that uh, we put together and we get outside, get on the field and uh, we actually do run through the playbook, run through those routes, and just so everybody can get a feel for it, um, especially with the long uh, period of off time that we've had, uh, just making sure that we stay together and in shape and on the same page. Uh, so it, that relationship really hasn't changed much uh, from the receiver to the quarterback uh, perspective. Hey, Dimitri, it's Eric Christensen from CBS4 in Denver. Um, I asked Terrence this question. I'm just curious. Uh, you guys have a big freshman class, a small senior class, and you guys are doing something that college football players have never had to do as far as the choices you make. I mean, in previous summers, guys have been able to go to parties, go out, hang out, do whatever they want. And now you guys are having to maybe be a little more accountable, especially with inside that locker room about, hey, guys, we can't go out to this party because if there's a hundred people there, we could jeopardize our team and our season. So can you just talk about how you're keeping each other accountable and do you feel the team's doing a good job of it? Yeah, I, I well, we're keeping ourselves accountable by like, I'm even telling players, uh, if you've gone out of state, man, stay away from me. Like I'm, I'm telling dudes like, uh, it, like we, we, we've been harping on kind of, keep into yourself a little more and um, not putting yourselves in those situations and uh, just staying away from big crowds and um, not having uh, random strangers come over to your house and all that. And um, the team has actually been doing a real uh, good job holding those players accountable because we've had um, uh, a number of players that have gone home and they come back, have to quarantine for those um, I think I think it's like seven days or something like that. So, um, yeah, we're we're doing everything um, that we need to to make sure that we stay and keep every player healthy on the team. So, uh, has it been hard? Uh, not not really. I, I they've set up a pretty good system um, to the point where I I see most of my guys every day. I see most of my teammates every day, um, but we still do keep that distance and we still. Um, kind of isolate so um but yeah it, it hasn't been too hard the hardest part was being back home really and uh not being able to see those dudes and practice with those dudes so i'm on i'm honestly glad to be back hey demetria uh, without asking you certainly not to recite word for word pages from the playbook but with uh darren Cheverini just back in the saddle calling the players on offense um what's been your impression of just the vision he has for this offense and uh, just how uh, you as a wide receiver will, will factor into it. Uh, yeah, I, I think he just wants to win some games and uh, he's putting the plays in the playbook to be able to do that. So um, he obviously is, is still a wide receiver coach. So he's looking to get us the ball a little bit. Um, and that's where that quarterback situation kind of comes into play. We're kind of trying to see who can dish it out and give it to these receivers. And, uh, but as well as we, we got a talented running back core and we got a talented line up front. So uh, it's really just 
building plays around your players at this point and just building plays that are going to work in the game. Um, and I, I think he's doing a, a pretty good job at doing that. Hey, Dimitri, um, you know, you're a local guy. Uh, obviously, the Colorado CSU game probably means a lot to you. Um, you know, with the Big Ten announcing that they're going conference only, how big of a loss would that be for you guys, especially to lose out on a rivalry game like that? Um, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is at this point. We can't really um, – We it's, it's just something we have no control over. But um, I'm just kind of – uh, cherishing the games that we do get and uh, the uh, teams that we do get to play and t games that we do get to travel to and all that. Um, I, I mean, I still want to play football bad, of course, um, especially uh, sitting out as long as we have. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get to it. Uh, and if, if we miss out on a couple of games, I mean, we can't really, we have no power over that. We have no control over that. So, um, yeah, if, if we do get any games at all, I'll, I'll be excited. So, Hey, Dimitri, just with the, uh, with the, ver um, the voluntary workouts you guys have been doing, have you found more so that the, the receivers, are you guys kind of sticking to yourselves or more often than not, do you guys find yourselves working with the quarterbacks and just running routes, catching balls from them, or maybe it, has it been a healthy combination of both? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a healthy combination of both. Uh, we actually have morning workouts um, and that's comprised of um, players from every position um, in like it's about three or four different groups um, plus that freshman group that came in. So um, I, that's what that's what I was saying where I've been able to see most of my guys um, and definitely been able to work out with most of my guys. And then later on in the day, like today around um, uh, I think it's around six o'clock, we have another uh, little player run practice that we're doing and throwing the ball around and running through those plays. So, um, yeah, we, we're, we're trying not to skip a beat at all. As a wide receiver, how exciting is it for you to have somebody like Carl Durrell as your new head coach, somebody who has kind of like has built a reputation as being one of the best developers of talent at your position at the NFL level, no less. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people don't know that um, Kenny Stills is actually my godbrother. So I, I actually had hit up um, Kenny Sr. and asked him about uh, what he thought about Coach Durrell and all that. And, and then uh, also to uh, Ken Stills Jr. Um, to, and he, he had nothing but good things to say. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to learn. I'm ready. I'm a sponge at this point, and I'm just ready to soak up all the knowledge that he has to give um, to be able to push my game to that next level. So, Hey, Dimitri, I got a two-part question for you. The first part is kind of following off that last question. I think we all know that Carl Durrell is different from Mel Tucker. Can you explain the differences to us? Um, yeah, that <laughs> – um, yeah, I would say biggest difference is kind of their personality, honestly. They, they're, they're kind of like two different sides of the spectrum in terms of um, energy level, I guess. Coach, Coach Durrell is kind of like a more like calm, laid back type of person. He seems kind of quiet. Uh, where Coach Tuck was, uh, he was, he was more loud and uh, not in a bad way or anything, but he was, he was definitely more loud and rowdy. So, um, 
yeah, but I have yet to see Coach Durrell on the football field. Uh, so uh, that that is a surprise waiting to come, I guess. Uh, second part of that question is there was a video maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago, I don't know, an esports game between Colorado and Michigan State, and you mm-hmm. caught like a walk-off 50-yard touchdown to beat Tucker Spartans. Did you get any satisfaction from that? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but uh, um, until, I mean, I, I honestly wish that matchup would come true a little, like a part of me wishes that matchup would come true. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, got, I guess I got a little satisfaction, uh, mostly just because it was cool seeing myself in a little uh, game like that. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Thanks. Hey, Dimitri, Brian Howell again. Uh, just curious, obviously, you can't play football and social distance at the same time. So uh, there's so much talk about whether a season even happens. I'm curious if you or any of your teammates um, feel any nerves about playing football. Are you scared about that at all? Or are you, you all just kind of excited about playing? Um, I'm really excited about playing, honestly. Uh, you, you kind of try and think, uh, try not to think about um, all that stuff that's going on right now because football has always been kind of that getaway from the outside world. So um, if, if we got any games coming up, then I'm excited to play. Um, and we're still going to take action to make sure that every, everybody stays healthy. And um, I, I got some faith in our, our uh, coaching staff and our trainers um, to make sure that that actually does happen. So um yeah, as long as long as we're staying healthy and the other team is making sure that their players are healthy, um, I'm ready to play some football. So, and then I have one last one for you. I'm just curious about Sam Neuer. Now that he's back at quarterback, how has he looked? And is it kind of nice to see him throwing the ball again? Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely better than seeing him back there at safety like he was uh, uh, last season. So. Uh, it's good to see him back uh, at the quarterback position, and he's always had a cannon coming uh, from a baseball background. So, um, yeah, and Sam, Sam's always been my guy, so uh, I'm excited to see what he, he's able to do uh, coming up from the fall camp, too. Hey, uh, there have been a couple of discussions at other schools about, you know, uh, potentially putting, like, internal masks in the helmet or other adjustments like that. Is that – Anything that you've heard about at Colorado or, uh, or have, or are there any other adjustments to, to gear that you've heard about that uh, might happen? I, I have not heard anything. I have no idea. Actually, I just know at, at these, uh, little workouts, we've had our masks up, uh, trying to work out. And, um, I have seen a couple pictures of what they're proposing to do with the helmets, but I, yeah, I haven't heard anything about what CU is doing. All right. Any other questions uh, for Dimitri? I got I got one last one. Um, I asked I asked Terrence about this too, but uh, do you have any thoughts about potentially playing in the spring or any other alternatives to to a fall season? Um, I just I, I was just trying to see how that would like work, honestly. Um, but I mean, as as long as we get a season, I'm I'm fine with whatever. But I I just feel like that would like you would have to set up for the future. Like that would just, I feel like that would just kind of jumble everything up uh, for the future as well. So I, I don't know how that would work, but um, 
if, if they find a way to make it work, then I'm satisfied. So. I've got a softball one to, to end it then. So uh, when you caught your touchdown pass against Air Force last year, how was it that you and your dad, Walter, became just the fourth father-son combo to score points in CU history? Oh, I didn't even know that. You oh. know, I, yeah, that, so you that read my that, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So thank, thank you for giving me that information. But yeah, now that I know that, that's, that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm probably going to call him up right after this and tell him. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool fact. I didn't even know that. All right. Well, Dimitri, thanks for your time. I know all these guys appreciate it a lot. And uh, we all look forward to seeing you back on the field, however that looks. Thank you. Thank right, you. Thanks, thanks, Dimitri. Thanks, Dimitri. You too. I think they like my Colorado swag. Because when I'm in it, play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey, hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.